Most of us love to eat out. It isn't all about the food either. It's about the stress-free eating that you get to enjoy because you didn't have to work hard making it. It's about the companionship of good friends and family while we're out together. And it's about relaxing after a long day of work, kids' activities, and commitments. Dining out, it's an important part of our everyday life. And you should not have to miss out just because you're eating on a gut-healing diet like gluten-free, dairy-free, paleo, SCD, that specific carbohydrate diet, or GAPS, gut and psychology syndrome. Not long ago, eating out successfully on diets like these, it was nearly impossible. But today, it's definitely possible. With a couple tweaks and some extra sneaky tips, you'll be a gut healing dining out expert in no time. You're listening to the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect, explore powerful tools for healing, and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life. I'm your host, Karen Haley, IBD health coach, integrative wellness enthusiast, and mom to three outstanding kids. After having Crohn's disease for 30 years and working as a health advocate exclusively with IBD clients for the last 10 years, I know it's time to bring the types of candid conversations I have with my clients out into the open. It's our time to go on an IBD healing journey and do it like only a mom can. Let's do this. Hey there, dear one. It is great to have you back on the Cheeky Podcast. Today, I am dishing on one of my absolute favorite topics, how to not only dine out successfully, but to also have fun with it when you're on a diet that's different from practically every restaurant on the planet. And this topic, I have to tell you, it's near and dear to my heart because I've worked for a long time to do this successfully. You know, back in 2008, when I started eating on the specific carbohydrate diet, that's the gut healing eating plan that I follow to keep my Crohn's in remission, I was a hot mess when it came to eating out. Prior to that, I used to love eating out. I loved eating out. And when I started the diet, all of that just vanished for me. In 2008, there were no gluten-free restaurants or gluten-free menus. No one in the restaurant from the chef all the way to the manager did they even know what gluten was. And I wasn't just gluten-free. I was eating grain-free, sugar-free, and lactose-free. And I also wasn't eating any corn or potatoes or soy. So even though I was feeling really well, the diet was working to help control my symptoms, I was really struggling to integrate my new diet into things that normal people do, like eating out at a restaurant. I would get so flustered trying to explain my needs to the server that I literally have a panic attack. No fooling, I would literally have a panic attack when it was time for me to order. I didn't want to be that high maintenance either. I mean, just cringe, right? I didn't want to be different. 
But for the sake of my health, I really had no choice. If I wanted to eat out, I had to be a little different. When it came to ordering, I would always have everyone else at the table order before me because I thought that somehow by the time it came to me, I would muster up the courage that I needed to get my needs met. But the only thing that it would really do is it would prolong the inevitable. And as time would tick by the server I could just feel it it would be he would be or she would be getting closer and closer to me and I'd get redder and redder in my face and then I'd stammer out my questions about the ingredients on the menu and I'd see everyone's eyes on me at the table at least it felt like that and I could see the server getting impatient and on several occasions it led to a full-blown panic attack I know just how irrational all of that was, all of my thinking was, but I, at the time, I just could not help it. I didn't have the skill set to feel confident when I ate out. And I wish that I could say that the problem, I wish I could say that I overcame it quickly, but in reality, it actually took me years. And, but as I practiced, I got better at it. As I practiced more and more, I got more comfortable in my skin. I got more comfortable asking for what I needed. It became easier. And today it's practically second nature to me. I don't even recognize that shy girl from way back when. And I've developed quite a few skills that have really come in handy when it comes to eating out successfully on a gut healing diet. Today is all about sharing those tips with you so that you can avoid the hassle and the stress of getting there on your own. After today, Mama, you are going to have everything you need. Now, eating out is one thing, but there are other aspects that are challenging about bringing a gut healing diet out into the world, out beyond the four walls that we live in, so to speak, from tricks of the trade to things that make dining out successful to step-by-step ordering instructions to get exactly what you need. And nothing that will send you into a toilet tailspin to eating out at a friend's or uh, with coworkers or at a neighbor's house to traveling with ease by car, by plane, or even by boat (laughs) on a gut healing diet. There's so much more to figure out than just what do I eat on this diet? When we're ready to leave the home and branch out, It can be so overwhelming and stressful. There's no doubt about it. With the holidays upon us and with people eating out more, eating with friends and traveling more, I think this is the perfect time to have this conversation. The next four episodes of the podcast, they're going to be dedicated to making sure that you're comfortable and confident in navigating all the season has to offer. It's going to be fun, it's going to be educational, it's going to be juicy, and I can't wait to dive in. Just one last piece of information before we do that, and this is good stuff. I'm so excited. You're going to want to hear this announcement. If you're multitasking, come back to me because I have something that you're going to love. I'm so excited to tell you that the IBD Foodie Thanksgiving Table Cookbook It's revised for 2021, and it's back for you to download for a limited time. 
If you're a long listener of the podcast, you might remember last year, I put out a Crohn's and colitis friendly gut healing cookbook with everything you need to create a tasteful, a delightful Thanksgiving. From Tom the turkey to all the sides, stuffing recipes, desserts, the works. This is the only cookbook that you will need to make your gut healthy and tasty Thanksgiving dreams a reality. And best of all, these are recipes that you can eat on a gluten-free diet, a grain-free diet, the SCD, GAPS, paleo, dairy-free, whole foods. It's all in there. I love this cookbook. Did I mention I love this cookbook? I've worked on it for years. It's a years-in-the-making cookbook. I try to add something different every year to update it. And so this year is no exception. 2021, the 2021 version of the IBD Foodie Thanksgiving cookbook, I've included Thanksgiving breakfast with some really interesting options like grain-free blueberry chamomile scones and butternut squash hash and the day after Thanksgiving add all the leftovers frittata. This year's breakfast editions, I know that they are going to make your mouth water. I know that mine is already just talking about it. Can you tell Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday? And listen, mom friend, if you're not in the States and you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, I know you have holidays coming up. I know there's celebrations coming up this time of year. It's not just for Thanksgiving. So you can feel free to download it as well. Your whole family is going to love these recipes. They're not just for you. Whether you downloaded the IBD Foodie Thanksgiving Table Cookbook last year or not, there's definitely some new goodness like those things I was telling you about, the recipes I was telling you about. So whether you've downloaded it already or you've never heard about it before, you are going to find some great holiday inspiration in these pages. My IBD Foodie Thanksgiving Table Cookbook, it's valued at $19.95, but as a podcast listener, and only to my podcast listeners, love you. This is yours absolutely free. All you have to do is go to karenhaley.com forward slash thanksgiving. karenhaley.com forward slash thanksgiving to get your hands on this year's revised new and improved cookbook. Remember, Karen is spelled with a Y, so it's K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com forward slash Thanksgiving. The IBD Foodie Thanksgiving Table Cookbook, it's going to be available for just a few weeks, just until Thanksgiving. So get it while it's available. Okay, mom friend, let's go ahead and get back to dining out with ease on your gut healing plan. And dining out is something you might be doing quite a bit of this holiday season. So I want you to be ready for those outings with bells on. So here we go with 15 tips to go from dining out confused on your gut healing diet to dining out with badass mom confidence and success. Let's start with tip number one. Tip number one is know what foods you're staying away from. <laughs> know what foods you're staying away from. Sounds simple, right? Foods like gluten, grains, sugar, dairy, corn, soy. In general, tip number one is about being knowledgeable about the food you're staying away from, the food you are avoiding. 
If you're staying away from gluten, know that most bread products and pastas, they contain gluten and grains. If you are ordering dessert, know that chances are it contains sugar. Knowing the basics, it's just the best place to start. And I want you to know that if you're not there yet because you've just started out on using food to help heal your body, I want you to know that it's okay. I want you to step into being where you are because where you are is where you should be. Also know that with this information, know that this knowledge, it won't always be foolproof. Since you're not the one making the food, know that there is a risk, but knowing what's what on your eating plan, it will help you know what questions to ask. And that's really the key. It's your starting place. And how do you then get to this starting place? It's by having the knowledge to ask the right questions. It involves educating yourself first before you go out to dinner. So there's no pressure. And usually it's the self-imposed kind of pressure. Don't do dining out before you're ready because there really, there's just no rush. Be patient with yourself. Allow yourself time to learn so that you don't go out with a stressed out feeling. And I think when I look back on it, actually, I think that was my problem in the beginning. I think I was just not ready. I was going out before I was ready. So it was making me really stressed. And you could even, if you go out before you're ready, you can have those stressful feelings, but you can also get glutened or get grained. And then you end up on the toilet all night or you end up setting off a flare because you didn't guess the right menu items. Eating out, it's not a game. It's something that we need to go into being educated and knowledgeable. And I want you to also remember that the chances are high, this is the good news, that you know more about your gut healing diet, about the gut disrupting ingredients than your server. We've all been there. We've all been in that situation when we're told one thing by our server only to lose out in the end. For example, your server might say something like, the gravy doesn't contain flour or gluten. And I know to question that because I've literally spent years studying what I can eat and what I can't eat. So I know you can do this too. When you're educated about your gut healing diet, you can make wise choices when you dine out. And by the way, I know that that gravy, it could be gluten-free, right? It's possible, but that's my cue to then question it. Is it really? Because most gravies, they do contain gluten. Okay, let's move on and talk about tip number two. And tip number two is to choose a restaurant with a gluten-free or a gluten-friendly menu. Though again, it isn't foolproof by any means, a gluten-free menu is a signal that someone at the restaurant is educated about gluten. I want to just give you one word of caution on this one though. A gluten-free menu, it's not a free pass that you'll be out of danger. I have seen things on supposed gluten-free menus where I have to question it, have to wonder what is going on here. For example, one time I saw beer-battered fish. Yeah, beer-battered fish. I was like, what? (laughs) Beer-battered, right? First beer, and then secondly, battered, that's flour, clearly not gluten-free. 
So I had to question about that. How could that be possible? And the interesting thing about this particular menu item is that they, the server said to me, beer contains gluten. So clearly they didn't know that. But then interestingly, they were using gluten-free flour. So it's all about digging deeper, digging deeper with your server. And remember in part two of the Cheeky Podcast series, we are going to go into my practically foolproof step-by-step guide to ordering so that you can then take this tip one step further. Okay, keep that in mind because that's coming next week. Okay, so choosing a restaurant where there is a gluten-free menu, be a little cautious about it, but it is a good sign. It's a good sign that somebody knows what's going on at their restaurant. Tip number three. Tip number three is be polite but firm with the restaurant staff. And I'm sure you've heard the saying, you catch more flies with honey. And this is definitely true when it comes to dining out when you have some higher needs than others your waiter always remember that they have one of the toughest jobs in the world and you do not want to be the one that piles on more annoyances or be any more high maintenance than you need to be there's just no reason to be gruff about it smile ask politely for what you need but then I want you to feel comfortable not backing down if you're not getting your needs met Again, you can politely end with a smile. You can say to your server, can I please speak to the manager or the chef? Because I'm not getting what I need. I'm not getting my needs met. It's okay to do that. So be polite, but be firm. All right, tip number four. Pick a restaurant that is gluten-free certified. Pick a restaurant that is gluten-free certified. Did you know that they exist? Yeah, they do. Okay, first though, I have to tell you, this is a service offered in the United States. It's offered by the Gluten-Free Food Program. But I'm willing to bet that if you don't live in the U.S., and I just have to give you a special hug and a kiss. I'm giving you a virtual hug and a mwah. Thanks, Mom, for being a listener of the podcast. I do want to tell you that it is worth looking into to see if your country has a similar directory because they might. And of course, we know that there may be more to what you're trying to stay away from besides gluten. But here's the thing, completely SCD legal restaurants, I mean, have you seen those? I haven't seen one. Or even paleo restaurants, I have seen a couple of those in New York City, but they're not the norm. So in most places in the U.S., go for it with the certified gluten-free restaurant because it is a really good starting place. If a restaurant is gluten-free certified, that does require third-party training. So you know that they've had that. And they definitely have people in-house who know about food sensitivities and food allergies. And over the years, this directory has grown and grown into thousands of restaurants across the country that now have this voluntarily, they voluntarily agreed to participate and join in the directory. So that's very cool. It's really helpful for us. I'll leave a link to the certified gluten-free restaurant directory in the show notes. So you can check out the restaurants that meet that criteria in your neck of the woods. Tip number five. Let's talk about that one. Bring your own condiments 
and sauces. The most difficult part, really by far, the most difficult part about dining out on a gut healing diet is the sauces, the marinades, the dips, the seasonings, because they all seem to contain ingredients that we can't have. Why not just bring your own? I have these super cute, super tiny containers. They're made of silicone. They have a lid. I have four of them and they fit in my purse. I I bought them so long ago that I don't think they sell them anymore, but they still sell similar ones. So I will leave a link in the show notes. I will find one and I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can see what I'm talking about. They're cute. They're tiny. They fit in your purse. If I know that I'm going out to eat, I have my salad dressing, my ketchup, mayo, my favorite coconut aminos. It's kind of like a soy-free soy sauce. It's perfect for a veggie topper, great on chicken or steak. I'll even bring fresh squeezed lemon juice because it adds just a little zing to chicken or to some sort of fish dish. I keep that on hand as well. And these condiments, they will dress up anything plain that you have to order to stay on your gut healing diet. Whether it's grilled chicken, like I said, or fish, a burger, steak, pick your favorite condiments and try this for yourself. Game changing. Seriously, game changing for flavor and taste when you're eating out. Tip number six. Ask about cross-contamination. This is a huge problem for those of us on gut healing diets that cross-contamination that's happening in the restaurant let let me give you a couple examples so maybe you're ordering something that's fried is it fried in the same fryer that they fry everything else in those things that would contain gluten so now you've been glutened do they have a dedicated allergen free grill are the veggies that they're boiling in water Are they boiling it in the same water as they're boiling the pasta noodles? I know it sounds weird, but this is actually really common. It's a common thing in restaurants. I've definitely had this problem happen to me where I found a noodle in my steamed veggies. So now I just always ask just to make sure. Do I sound like a lunatic? Yeah, you betcha. I do kind of sound nutty, but I'd rather sound just a bit kooky than get sick. Trust me, if... You get sick enough times from restaurant food like I did in the beginning. You just don't want to keep playing that song on repeat. (laughs) There's just no reason to. All of these questions, they're reasonable. And if you are at a new restaurant or one that you just don't trust, it's important that you ask them. And remember, asking with that smile, it always goes a long way. Tip number seven. Double the veggies. Double the veggies. We just mentioned veggies in tip number six. When there's a meal that you want to try, but the side dish is a no-no, like it might be mac and cheese or it might be pasta or potatoes, always ask for a substitution. Double veggies is a great idea. Maybe a side salad if you're able to eat salad or some fresh fruit. That's another great option. If you mention that this substitution, it's due to a food allergy, and notice I said food allergy and not sensitivity because no one gets what sensitivity is or means or cares. 
So use the word food allergy. The, if you say that, the restaurants, they will often work with you. Let's move on and talk about tip number eight. Make going out to eat about the company, not about the food. And this is a tough one. It took me a little while. It did definitely, it took me a little while to get a grip on this one. In many countries and the United States as well, when you go out to eat, sometimes it can be more about the food than the company. And after I changed my diet to help with healing my Crohn's, I spent way too much time wallowing in what I couldn't have when I was out to eat with my friends. I ended up skipping outings sometimes because I didn't want to see all the tasty food that my friends were eating while I couldn't partake. So after missing out on way too many fun times, I learned that I just had to get over it. I had to get over myself. I had to get over that. And I had to go out to enjoy the conversation, the laughs, the memories, instead of worrying about what I wasn't getting. It's really awesome when good food and good times come together. But even when they don't, I know that I can still have a good time because I make it about the conversation, about the experience. You can do that too. All right, tip number nine. I want you to let your phone do the work for you. Let your phone do the work for you. Okay, how often does it happen when you're on the go and hunger strikes or maybe you're traveling and you don't know the area, but now you need to find a gut healthy restaurant? It happens to us all the time. The cool thing is now in 2021, there are some fantastic apps that you can use to quickly pick a Crohn's or colitis friendly restaurant. I have a few favorites that I want to share with you so you can check them out. All right, my favorite is Find Me Gluten-Free. Find Me Gluten-Free. It's an app that has all the gluten-free restaurants in your area. It has participant comments. It has ratings. I really like to read those because it kind of gives me an idea about is this a good restaurant for me to go to? So that's really helpful. There's another app that I really like. It's called Happy Cow. As you might suspect, this one is for vegans and vegetarians. I love that name, Happy Cow. This is great. It will show you all of the vegetarian or vegan restaurants in your area. Another app to check out is Find All Organic find all organic and this is an app that has organic restaurants so again it might not have everything that you need but because it's organic it's a good sense that you can go there and say these are some of my food sensitivities or allergies and get a good experience there not be sick after I want to tell you about one last app for you to check out it's called allergy eats allergy eats and I love this one too because it has all of the allergen friendly restaurants in your area go ahead and check those out I love these apps because like I said most of them have ratings and comments which I always find so helpful I want to hear from the people who ate there so simple I will leave links to these apps in the show notes but it's game changing it's going to make dining out so much easier Tip number 10, be open to trying new foods. 
This can really be helpful for you when you're on a gut healing diet. If there's a positive, right, to this whole thing, this whole need that we have to eat different food, it's that it can then open up your palate to a whole world of food that you've never tried before. For example, I had never tried asparagus. Doesn't that sound, I know, that might sound crazy to some of you. I had never had asparagus or Brussels sprouts before I started the specific carbohydrate diet. And now they're my absolute favorites. Roasted asparagus, roasted Brussels sprouts. Oh, delish. My taste buds have also expanded to include a variety of squash now. Before my SCD journey, I thought squash was gross. I just never ate it. I don't know what I was thinking. Spaghetti squash, butternut squash, summer squash, acorn squash. Ah, yum, yum, yum. And it all started for me, it all started at a restaurant. It started at a restaurant called Bonefish Grill. Do you have that one? Do you have that restaurant near you? The gluten-free side dish was spaghetti squash. And I have to be honest, I thought, I'm going to hate this, but there were no other options that I could eat. Nothing. So I tried it. <laughs> I just tried it. And I can't believe it. I I was missing out on a whole world of deliciousness. And it was so good to me that I asked for another helping and my love affair with squash began. Following a gut healing diet, it definitely can have its downsides, but... The good news is that there's some pluses too. Be open to new experiences and new foods, especially when you're dining out, because you just never know where that experience might take you. All right, moving on to tip number 11. We are making our way through these tips, mama. Okay, tip number 11 is bring the enzymes. Bring the digestive enzymes. Digestive enzymes, they are a huge help for eating out when you live with Crohn's and colitis. I take two every time I go out to eat. Now, if you aren't familiar with enzymes, I'm just going to give you a quick 10 cent tour just so you know what they're about. So natural digestive enzymes, they are produced mainly in our pancreas and in our small intestine. So these are naturally produced enzymes. They help us break down food so that we can then use their nutrients for energy. Make sense so far? Okay, but here's the problem. When a person has a digestive complication like inflammatory bowel disease, their enzymes, they might not break down the food properly. Food that doesn't break down properly, it can lead to decreased digestion and malabsorption. Remember, Being healthy, it's not about how much healthy food we just stuff in our mouth, is it? It's about our body's ability to use that healthy food to make nutrients and energy. So digestive enzymes, the ones now I'm talking about in the supplement form, they can help aid with this necessary food breakdown so our body can absorb as many nutrients as possible. Now, here's the thing with eating out. Eating out, it can be a digestive challenge for those of us with food intolerances and sensitivities. Taking those digestive enzymes at the start of your meal, it can be really helpful. 
My favorite brands of digestive enzymes are a brand from Integrative Therapeutics. It's called Similase. And then I like another one from Claire Labs. I believe it's called Vitalzymes. You can check them out online. I do want to give you one note of caution, though, as I always like to do with supplements. Talk to your doctor. Talk to your doctor before you start, just in case there's any reason why they won't work for you. I know that enzymes can be challenging for people that have gastritis. So definitely talking to your doctor is a good idea. They work for most people, but not for everyone. Let's move on to tip number 12. And tip number 12 to help you make your dining experience positive and successful is to go to nicer restaurants. I know I almost don't like saying that one because it sounds kind of snobby, but I have to because it makes a big difference. I am just going to give it to you straight. The chances of you enjoying a meal that doesn't send you straight to the bathroom, it greatly increases when you go to a nicer restaurant. And no, I don't have the research to back this up, but I do have years of countless experiences to prove this to be true. Pretty much everyone in my household has some sort of food sensitivity to one extent or another. I fall in the extreme extent. So going out to eat for us, it has really been challenging. A while back, As a family, we made the conscious choice to go out less, but when we do go out, we go to restaurants where reservations are required. We usually don't get sick after, and as that added benefit, I have to say, my children, they know how to use their restaurant manners because they got to practice them going out to nicer restaurants. And I say that usually, right? They're kids, but usually they're pretty good about their restaurant manners. Let's talk about tip number 13. Keep questionable foods in the back of your mind when you dine out. What I'm talking about here are those hidden contaminators. And the worst hidden contaminators at restaurants are the salad dressing. Because it may contain sugar, soy, gluten, Soup is another hidden contaminator because most of the soups contain gluten and grains. They use them as thickeners. French fries, that's another hidden challenge because they're fried, like I said earlier, in the same oil as gluteny foods, like maybe the chicken fingers. Be careful of imitation foods as well, like bacon bits or imitation seafood. Those can really upset your stomach. Marinades and seasonings, those are very similar to your salad dressings. So they might have gluten, they might have soy, sugar. Ice cream is another one that most of us know about, but it sometimes can have some hidden dairy in it. It can also have chemicals, of course, sugar as well. And don't get me started on boxed mashed potatoes. They're just nasty (laughs) any way you slice it. So stay away from those hidden contaminators that you might not be thinking about because they're not at the forefront. Gut disrupting ingredients, they aren't just limited to foods like bread and pasta. So always be ready to ask about the preparation in the foods you're eating. All right. We are in the home stretch. It is time for tip number 14. 
Resist the hard to resist bread appetizer. I know this is a hard one. It's a hard one for me too. How many times have you been at a restaurant where bread was not served as the starter to your meal? I bet you can count that on one hand. I know most people, they live for the bread course. I used to, but truthfully, it isn't healthy for anyone. Whether you are on a gut healing diet or not, use your gut healing journey as a chance to break away from the bread basket. Now, if you're feeling left out because you can't have that bread course because maybe you follow a gluten-free diet, ask your server if they have gluten-free bread. Sometimes it's available, especially at restaurants that have a gluten-free menu. If that's not an option, you can always bring your own gluten-free bread. You can enjoy it while others are partaking in their bread course. And yes, no, I'm not kidding. I am serious. Yes, you can. Trust me, 99% of the time, the server never notices. I bring my own grain-free rolls all the time. If you're staying away from grains altogether, another option might be to order an appetizer. While everybody's having the bread course, you order an appetizer. Salad, soup, steamed veggies. During the bread course, you order that while others are enjoying their bread and then you're having something while they're having something. And chances are they'll comment on how they wish that they had the willpower to eat as healthy as you. All right, dear one, we've made it to my last tip to make sure that you are successful. You don't get glutened, you don't get grained, you don't end up on the toilet the whole evening after you've been dining out. The last tip, tip number 15, and it is definitely last but not least, you don't always have to desert dessert. There's usually on a restaurant menu, there's usually one dessert that you can have. It might be sorbet or fruit topped with some cream or gluten-free pie, ice cream, my personal favorite, creme brulee, ooh la la, flourless cake, that's another option. There are options. And if not, because it doesn't always happen, if not, you can sip a cup of coffee or tea while others are enjoying dessert. Now, another option that I like when I can't find a dessert that works for me is to have everyone in the party, they get dessert to go. And then we come back to my house and we eat dessert there because then when we're home, I can pull out my dessert and then we can enjoy our time together. I love doing that. And of course, I'm going to give you badass mom points if you bring your dessert into the restaurant. I have definitely pulled out some SCD legal cookies from my purse when dessert rolls around. Nothing wrong with it. All right, so there you have it. There you have it, your 15 superstar tips to make sure that the next time you dine out, you will not only do it with confidence like the badass mom I know you are but you'll also do it staying healthy having fun and most important feeling well after because that's what it's all about that's what I want for you now one last time I have to tell you don't forget to grab your copy of the IBD foodie Thanksgiving table cookbook it is hot off the presses it is ready for you to dive into to help you plan your gut healing gut friendly Thanksgiving 
day, the whole day, because now it includes breakfast. It's revised for 2021. I cannot wait for you to get your hands on it. I can't wait for you to try the recipes and tell me what you think. All you have to do, and remember, it's free for you, podcast listener. All you have to do is go to karenhaley.com forward slash Thanksgiving, and it's yours. K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com forward slash Thanksgiving. Remember, we are in the middle of a series here. It's a four-part series. Up next week is part two, Eating Beyond Your Four Walls. Next week, we get more specific with my step-by-step, practically foolproof guide to ordering when you are out to eat. It's going to be crystal clear, no stress, just what you need to make eating out gut healthy, gut safe, and fun again. Until we meet again, I am wishing you a cheeky and healthy gut healing journey, mama. Chat soon.